Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, they both went on social media and were like, hey, we, that didn't happen. And, you know, Josh was like, relax, LOL. Yeah, you know, awesome. he, he, la- he laughed at it. I, I was like, all right. I so, mean, I fell know, out of bed uh, when I saw that. I'm like, wait, wait, did Josh Allen reply to Nick and tell him to relax? I like fell out of bed. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be getting back to that here later in the show. we got to tease that. Yet our Nick Wotan of Bill's Wire getting a player that we'll name later of the Rams in trouble and Josh Allen having to come to this player's defense on Twitter and tweet at Nick after the game. Uh, it's a great story. We'll get to it in our second segment. Um, how's that for a teaser? But welcome to the Bill's Wire podcast. I'm stoked to be back for year number three on this pod. Joined, as always, by the one, the only Nick Wotan of USA Today's Bill's Wire. Nick, how did the offseason treat you, my man? Uh, I mean, Ryan, it's great to be back, uh, yes. first and foremost. Uh, always love our weekly conversation. Uh, Austin treated me well. Um, I mean, who who am I as a diligent Western New Yorker to say that we welcome some feller named Von Miller to the greater, whatever, Buffalo, Western New York, upstate New York, whatever you want to call him. You Pretty good, right? Like Pretty good. When you welcome a you welcome a guy like that to town right after the craziest end to a season that anyone's ever seen. Yep. Um, and then the carry on top was just, you know, you see one football game played and the quarterback tweets it back. So, you know, it was it was it was it was quite the week one for me personally, but uh, yeah, Ryan, it was great to be back and uh it's been it's been a great off season uh on my end and i hope the same uh for you as well yeah it's maybe, great. maybe not the patriot maybe not, maybe not for your patriot oh but, god you know, I'm, for I'm you just, personally yes thank god i get to cover the <laughs> i get to cover the bills i mean when thank god i get to cover a team that's going to win a little bit not the patriots my god don't get me started on them we'll get into them when the bills and ryan <laughs> ryan we've already gone 30 seconds into this podcast and i have to say i'm gonna talk about my best I bet the Dolphins. I'm Good sorry. Bet. I bet the Dolphins. Don't worry about it. Dolphins I bet, and I, Eagles were my 1 p.m. parlay. It worked out well. Just stuff. throwing well, that out there, folks. I, I picked Miami <laughs> in my survivor pool, and my family, is they, they're so mad at me. Because you know how it is when you have a podcast and you work with experts in the field? Like Nick Woe, and you're an expert when it comes to the Bills. You've been covering them for a long time. I don't care what anyone on Twitter says. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So people, like my friends, my family, and even with March Madness, like they'll be like, hey, Ryan, can you you give me some upsets in the bracket? I'm like, sure. And I just make something up. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, And people are like, hey, uh, who's a good survivor pick this week? And I'm like, oh, I'm taking the Dolphins because the Patriots have been laughably bad all preseason. And they were getting run over by the second and third stringers in preseason with their ones on the field. So I really don't feel good about that game at all. I like the Dolphins. And everyone was so mad at me. And of course, it was right. So I'm in this weird space where, you know, I think I'm a Patriots fan, but I've been making fun of the team for so long now (laughs) since Brady left that I don't know what's going on. Uh, But we're a Bills Wire podcast, damn it. And we're going to we're going to talk about the Bills. And. Let's get into our just our first impressions from the team. The game was like a month ago. Uh, we're talking on a Tuesday. The game was a long time ago now, Thursday night. Um, the, one, the, the big first impression I had, Nick, was it, it came to me, it hit me on Sunday when I was watching Dayball celebrate on the freaking Giants sideline and dancing in the locker. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah Dayball's gone. Man, the bill, I couldn't even notice 
that Ken Dorsey was in his first game as the play caller. I mean, that looked fine. I, I don't know if it looked great. It definitely didn't look bad. I didn't notice it. And I think that's a good sign for the Bills. I mean, losing Dayball was a big, a big loss. Uh, but the early signs against a good defense with a really good front, Aaron Donald, that looked pretty good, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that, um, you know, you got to give it up to Brian Dable. Um, for those of you Stones, who, um, Stones. Uh, I, I was going to say the New York Post uh, headline, Dayballs of Steel. Um, <laughs> so good, I haven't seen you that. You know, awesome. they, they got it. They got it right. He, um, you know, it, it, the only loss the Bills had on Thursday was that they didn't have a – Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill Mafia, but um, I don't think Leslie Frazier is from Buffalo. I know Sean McDermott is not from Buffalo. Ken Dorsey, I actually could not tell you where Ken Dorsey is from, but Brian Dable is from Orchard Park, New York, which is where the Buffalo Bills come from or play from. And um, I mean, other than losing a coach that's literally from Buffalo, they seem to lose nothing. And that's no yeah. disrespect to Brian Dable, who got his first win as head coach. Congratulations. To the uh, to the New York Football Giants, but uh, I mean, I mean, good lord! I mean, the, what what can you be mad about with Ken Dorsey and his debut as the uh, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator? I mean, my goodness! Who knows how many completions it could have been in a row? It's ten in a row to start the game for Josh Allen. Uh, that obviously, kudos to Josh himself. But uh, you know, the, the offensive play calling goes into that, and the only first incompletion that he had was a pass that went through Isaiah uh, McKenzie's hands and went for an interception. But before then, he had 10 straight completions to start his uh, play calling for uh, Ken Dorsey. And my goodness, I mean, it, it was beautiful. It, it was everything I, below the surface. I know a lot of Bill fans, you know, we just watch a game week in and week out who, who won, who lost. But those, those of us who like to look a little bit deeper than that, I mean, I can't think of a single reason to be upset by no, <laughs> what Ken Dorsey no. put on. No, not not with Ken Dorsey. I mean, we can nitpick a little bit. Um, I mean, they they won by so much in the second half, and Josh Allen was so good. And, and yeah, while while he was completing all those those passes and going nine for ten on third down, not punting again. The Bills love to not punt. Oh, we we didn't really record a lot in the offseason, so we didn't talk about the punter. We'll move on. That was so long ago now, Nick. Why? Why even touch? Why even turn that stone over? Let's yeah, talk about any no, punters. Was, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, no punter talk. Uh, Matt, Matt Hawk and <laughs> yeah. Sam Martin. Yeah, so, there's no punter yeah. talk on this show yet. We'll get there when the punters yeah. suck, like last year. Um, yeah. So if you want to get nitpicky, I mean, the Bills felt like they were killing them, and it was ten ten at halftime. It's like, oh, well, it's because they keep turning it over. So they did. They did turn it over a lot in the first half. It wasn't all perfect. It was sloppy in the first half. I mean, the James Cook fumble really annoyed me, right? I mean, putting the ball on the turf inside your own 40, uh, you know, if you're playing a team with a real quarterback, that might have hurt you, but you were playing Matt Stafford, so that was okay. But, I mean, the Cook fumble was really annoying. And I thought Allen having to carry, you know, the load, leading the running backs and carries yards and rushing touchdowns, um, that was a little annoying because I thought that's why we, we got James Cook. I thought that's why we, you know, kind of pushed the throttle forward with Devin Singletary late last year. Like, I thought the backs were going to be kind of a difference maker in this offense. And it is a little scary that Josh Allen felt the need to kind of take over on the ground and just become Superman, which, as he said in the postgame, he will do, Nick, if he has to. But wasn't getting James Cook, wasn't he supposed to help take some of that load off? I mean, he gets one carry, he fumbles, he gets pulled. He doesn't play again. <laughs> so if we're going to nitpick a little bit, that's the stuff that was annoying. You know, that stuff yeah. in the first half. 
Yeah, no, it's definitely is is the word you use, Ryan. It's a nitpick. It's I mean, it's it's tough to like uh, you know be upset about the Bills in this one, but uh, it it is certainly. I think this is just the mo that Sean McDermott rolls with. Um, you know me; I like to pick on Sean McDermott any chance I have, um, but it's mostly in his words, and and I I just think he's lying to us all the time. Uh, but or just not uh, sharing anything with you ever, <laughs> or just literally speaking for fifteen minutes, and all of a sudden at the end you're like, oh "My lord, he said nothing." Can you imagine the uh, transcriber who has to do that, just shaking their head and just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Couldn't be me, but I'll give it to him. Um, in the terms, in terms of, you know, he does make players earn it, for lack of a better term. I mean, not only did James Cook fumble, Ryan, that was his first touch in the NFL. Yep. He fumbled the ball. He put it on the not ground, good. and Shama, and not a great start. Uh, you know, and um, he yeah, put the ball on the ground, and we didn't see a lot of them. The Bills went back to him, but the Bills benched him for a reason. And hopefully, you know, I mean, I am not one for, you know, Sean McDermott's uh, philosophies as, you know, you can't give him an inch. Like when I see Tredavious White's knee go like the wrong way and they are, you know, telling us that maybe he'll play next week. When we all know he's not going to play next week. When yeah. anyone with eyes thinks he's not going to play next week, you know. TJ Watt I, has I, a I, torn pec, but we're not ruling him out for the Patriots Steelers <laughs> game. Exactly. So in that sense, I don't get it. But in this sense, I get it. You have a couple other players and Devin Singletary who, in this game alone, I, I believe, Ryan, he averaged six yards per carry. Of course, it's the Buffalo Bills of 2022, and, you know, they throw the ball a lot, and for good reason. But, um, you know, Devin Singletary did very well, and in, you know, in lieu of however you want to put it, in benching, quote-unquote, James Cook, maybe in the long run, you know, this guy sitting there thinking, I'm not putting where I don't know James Cook at all. Hope I think he's a good kid. Seems like a good kid from everything I've seen. But, you know, his brother, also a second-round pick. My brother is one of the best running backs in the NFL, Dalvin Cook. We all know him. We love him. We hate him, basically, on fantasy football or not, <laughs> or if you're a Vikings fan. And maybe Sean McDermott was like, you know what? We don't need you, kid. Sit down. And as an onlooker, as a unobjective person, I try to be. I mean, when your quarterback finished with a single season, you know, uh, passing record uh, or completion percent that Josh Allen did, he set the Bills single se- single game uh, completion percentage record. They didn't need James Cook in that, but that's not what a kid is thinking. Not a twenty-two year old kid who just won the national title and everything that he just did in college. Got benched on his first game. The first round rookie, Kari yep. Elam, did not start that game. Christian yep. Benford, yep. The, the, the lanky kid from Villanova, started over him, played more snaps, broke up a pass, was graded better than PFF. You know what? I, I, I again, Ryan. I'm sorry. I, and 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 we said this before we got on, got on air that you know me. I'll go on my rant and I'll well, I'll fill up our time. But <laughs> I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, Sean McDermott. You know his words. He kills me because Sean just don't. Say, if you don't have anything to say, don't say it. But with his actions as a coach, I mean, you can't hate it as nope. an onlooker, right? Nope. I mean, he he makes the first round rookie earn it. He makes the second round rookie earn it. I mean, good for him. And and these are things in the long run. Me personally, 
only going to pay dividends. I mean, again, the sixth-round rookie cornerback is starting over the first-round rookie cornerback. The first or second-round pardon running back. Someone's on his first touch. See you later. The guy who was drafted in the third round a few years ago, he's going. He's getting six yards per carry. See you later. I, I mean, kudos to Sean McDermott. I mean, it was – I mean – we would want more out of this running game, Ryan, as you said. We, 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 maybe if Josh could, you know, could take a page out of Justin Herbert's book or, or someone's book and just stop getting hit by guys that are also very large. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He's just going gonna to run him <laughs> over. you got to love it. Stiff yeah, arm, baby. Yeah, exactly. If, if you could stop doing that, that's fine. But, yeah, you know, you see where I'm going with Ryan. Like I if you, if you If you could, you know, uh, yeah, Sean McDermott, great for making it. You know them earn it, and in the James Cook book, because hey, you know that this guy Devin Singletary he ain't too bad, is he? Not at all. I love him. So you mentioned a long time ago would have been a perfect uh, segment transition. I was really proud of you. You talked about Dalvin Cook fantasy, but that was a long time ago now. Um, but nah, it's a perfect sorry. transition because fantasy advice for week two is coming at you right now from our friends over at thehuddle.com. And then. Why was Josh Allen responding to Nick Wotan's tweet personally after Thursday's game? I can't wait <laughs> to hear this story. We'll be doing that right after this. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. interesting. I'm Corbinini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong plays for week number two. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Matt Ryan at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Starting an Indianapolis quarterback on the road at Jacksonville isn't as comfortable as it may seem. Colts haven't won there since 2014, and something always seems to go wrong. Ryan was a viable streamer in Week 1, throwing for 352 yards and a touchdown on 50 pass attempts. The stat line could have looked much better if two passes weren't dropped in the end zone. While there is some risk associated in starting Ryan, Jacksonville did give up 313 yards and four touchdowns to Carson Wentz last week. Tony Pollard, running back, Dallas Cowboys versus the Cincinnati Bengals. This matchup profiles better for Pollard than it does Ezekiel Elliott if the Bengals can force Dallas into a pass-happy script with Cooper Rush under center. Dallas's offensive line is a mess right now, too, which bodes well for getting Pollard out into space. He is a fairly risky play in most settings, since it's more likely than not Cincinnati will play tight around the line of scrimmage. Expect plenty of checkdown work coming from Cooper Rush's right hand. Wide receiver Julio Jones, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. Likely to be without Chris Godwin, Tampa might have to put the ball in the air more than usual against a Saints defense that is tough to run against. Wide receiver Mike Evans has not enjoyed tremendous success through the years, especially against Marshawn Lattimore when he faces the Saints. That could redirect Tom Brady's attention to his peripheral outlets, such as Julio Jones. Jones looked every bit the part of his former self in week one after two years of injuries derailed his career and had many people wondering if there was anything left in the tank. While we don't expect a huge day from him, there's upside for around 15 PPR points. Los Angeles Chargers tight end Gerald Everett at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers will be without Keenan Allen on Thursday night, and Everett came through as a nice streaming play in week one, finishing as tight end number four in PPR format. Expect a high-scoring game from two talented offenses, and Justin Herbert will put the ball in the air and he seems to have plenty of confidence in Everett. For more award-winning fantasy tips, news, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado.
All right, we're back. The moment you've all been waiting for. So Nick Woten, yes, our Nick Woten of Bill's Wire. Um, he got second-year linebacker of the Rams, Jake Gervais, in trouble on Twitter for something he did not do after the game, apparently. Uh, but in, in, in real time, Nick, and I didn't see it in real time. I saw it uh, a little bit later, but it was still perfect. I saw it after Josh Allen responded. Um, it was quite the conspiracy theory you cooked up, and I was very proud of you. Now, I don't want to step on your toes and, and steal <laughs> your, you know, easily the best thing I saw on social media all weekend, Nick. Um, this is your story to tell. So take us from the start and explain to me and the, and the listeners why Josh Allen, again, the actual Josh Allen, had to shut down what for a little, you know, little while was an excellent Nick Woten conspiracy theory with video <laughs> evidence that was blowing up on Twitter. Go ahead and go ahead and tell us what happened. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh Roscoe, relax. Uh, <laughs> Roscoe's hey, no, fired up for the story. Uh, I know. Roscoe, Roscoe's very fired up. Sorry, guys. Uh, but uh, no, it was funny. I, I, you know, watching the game um, as everyone else does. Um, you know, uh, a, a third party that I was with was like, that guy gets blow off Josh Allen. And I was like, huh? And like, I'm sitting there writing and then someone, and they play it back. And I was like, and everyone, you know, that I was with was like, what? And, um, you know, we, we sent a video out of it and, um, you know, a lot of reporters, a lot of other people, you know, because if you look at the visual optics of it, it was it was perfect. This guy shook, it was perfect. This guy, this guy shook his head at Josh Allen, and then uh, Josh, you did turn your head and roll your eye yeah. at the yeah. exact yeah. moment that you would have reacted to it. But at the same time, uh, you know, I of course, yeah, I, I don't know these guys. I don't, you know, I'm not in Josh Allen's shoes. I'm not in Jake Gervais's shoes, and uh, you know, they both went on social media and were like. Hey, we, that didn't happen, and you know, Josh was like, "Relax, lol." Yeah, you know, awesome. he he, la- he laughed at it. I, I was like, "All right." I mean, so, I fell know, out of bed uh, when I saw that. I'm like, "Wait, wait, did Josh Allen reply to Nick and tell him to relax?" I like fell out of bed. I'm like, "What happened?" So, uh, me personally, to give my side of the story is that um, you know, I'm not the most active person on social media for uh, sports for anything. I'll, I'll throw out a couple tweets a game because I think I'm the funniest guy now. But, um, which, you know, of course, maybe isn't true, but, uh, I, I, I sent that out, but the, the reason why I bring that up, Ryan, is I, I have my whole account muted and, um, you know, I, I watched the game. I did my, my, my due diligence, the bills wire. I went to bed and I woke up the next morning to and I had like, three, yeah. I had like four or five people, including you who tested me were like. Hey, Josh Allen replied to you on Twitter, and I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "I think I wrote." I I was like, "I'm so proud of you." Never apologize. I think I said. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "What?" But you know, I read the messages, and they both were like, "Oh my god, we didn't say that." And I was like, "All right, like you know, I'm not you know, I know that you know their optics of it is like, oh, this you know media guy looking for you know clicks. I mean, I I didn't get any folks. I didn't get any clicks out of it. I didn't post it on any story. I just you know had to tell people retweet me and. Josh saw it, so uh, wasn't for clickbait. It was just I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like a lot of other people who responded to the tweet were like, yeah, I saw that too. That's weird. Like, who is this guy? And uh, yeah, exactly. no, that was it. But I thought, I deleted it. I deleted the tweet because I was just like, oh, you know, I don't know, Jake guy. I don't, you know, Josh. I don't want you know get him in any you know conspiracy trouble or anything like that. I was like, yeah, I'll delete it. But like on the optics of it, I I, I think a lot of us laughed that were like, who is this guy who just yeah. shook his head after Josh Allen just smoked his team. I was like, what? Like, who is this? It's kind of like but when people turn on, it's when they turn on the Bills wire and they're like, Ryan, who, what, O'Leary, what? 
who the fr- who the hell is this guy covering the pills? That's <laughs> like yeah, a nobody in his similar, closet at home. <laughs> exactly, similar to that, Ryan. But no, I mean, but in all seriousness, yeah, no, I, I, I saw them both. We're like, no, we didn't see. They, they basically both were like laughing, like you know, or at least the way I read it. I don't take anything personally on social media. I have enough people who are dressed as eggs and whatever telling me to, you know explicit myself when I write which, you know it's just, it's just come to the territory but yeah Josh was like relax and this other guy was like oh all the things that you can run with on social media and I was like alright man <laughs> like you know you have almost right. the same amount of followers as me like you know, I'll just talk you <laughs> I deleted it I'm like whatever like uh, you know it, it wasn't a big deal but I hey I'm not I'm not trying to sign defensive at all but uh, Ryan hey I mean we all saw I, I deleted the audio. That was an eye roll, man. Because it, it was basically my friends just in the room being like, wait, what was that? So I deleted <laughs> the audio. Nothing other than that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely an eye roll. We definitely saw the guy shake his head, Jake, and, you know, hey, if we're going to blame anyone, uh, who covered the game? Was that CBS, NBC? It was that camera guy's fault. If we're going to blame anyone, it was that camera guy's fault. Yeah, he led so. you astray on that take. It's like so rude of him. Um, yeah, so you did. You handled the the correction. Um, you know, I'll just repeat this. You did say this, but you did. You t- you deleted your original tweets and you retweeted Josh Allen. So that's how you kind of corrected this. And I get why you did that, Nick. I mean, uh, there was uh, a- no, I'm not. I'm not one to. You know, I know yeah. I can be. You know, dry humor and all that. You know me, Ryan, and yeah. anyone else who's ever listened to this podcast before. But I'm not out there to get you on. No. So, you know, if, if Josh says that that wasn't the case, hey, you know, if that wasn't the case. <laughs> I don't want this guy. And I, it was mostly not for Josh. No offense, Josh. You are, you were literally on the match. I don't, I don't, if I hurt your stigma, I, Josh, I'm sorry. I don't care. Because <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are, you are, you're, if, if I hurt your stigma, it was like, you know, denting, I don't know, kryptonite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this other, this other guy, Jake, I don't know, and I don't want him to, you know, look bad or anything or make him lose a job or anything yeah, like no, that. No, you, you so, did sorry. the right thing. So, sorry. Right so, Josh, uh, not really that sorry. Jake, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh Allen doesn't need apologies. He he actually seemed to get a laugh at it. And, you know, obviously... Yeah, I Josh, think... Josh just completed 84% of his passes, <laughs> yeah. and it's probably going to maybe win the MVP. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. 90 percent on third down i mean ridiculous game for josh allen i think at one point the commentator was a collinsworth i forget who it was said man he just he's out here looking like tom brady and there was a little movement i'm not gonna lie when that was said i did hear i did hear that yep i do remember hearing that and i i felt i felt a little something i don't know what it was but i felt a little something there's a little movement um so yeah so (laughs) nick's glorious conspiracy theory that really gained traction i mean i mean you and i we're just a couple of joes on on social media and i don't tweet a lot either especially now to have a kid i just i can't be on social media like that anymore i just don't have time um to do that so i'm you know my i have a kid who's less than a year old so i'm doing that thing and maybe i'll get back on my social media again i don't know but um, i mean i i got that's important <laughs> yeah, yeah i know right i roll <laughs> um I mean, you got like 4,000. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, that should be a gift now. We'll just use that as we go. Um, I mean, I think, you know, there was an audio exchange, you know, kind of backing up what Josh Allen and Gervais were saying. But, you know, a lesser man, Nick, could have saw, you know, the traction that was getting. You and I don't usually get tweets that have 4,000 likes or retweets or anything. That doesn't happen for us often. So, you know, you could, you definitely took the high road because a lesser individual would have been like, 
well, you know, I'm getting a lot of traction on this tweet. Let me, let me just tweet. Hmm, that's, that's a nice theory, Josh. I, I stand by my evidence here. I, th- I really think you, he got blown off, Josh. You know, you could, a lesser individual would have done that, but you didn't do it. So while I am a little yeah. sad that it got deleted, I think you did the right thing. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm happy with how the whole I, thing played I, out. I appreciate that, Ryan. <laughs> you know, I, you know, some of us, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love that story. I'm just, I'm just, I know it's my, it's going to be my favorite. Unfortunately, unfortunately for us, the Bill's Warrior podcast, our story of the year came on the first game. Of the year. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the only negative part <laughs> right now. The only thing it was missing was an article on Bill's Wire. Josh Allen snubbed post game. I know. I know. I, it, it did. It did catch something, Ryan. I don't want to go off on a tangent yeah. here on our, yeah. our, 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 our amount of time we have, but we did have, a seller on, uh, I don't want to say the website, but I'm going to say it anyways, uh, Sports Illustrated, who uh, was was saying a couple things that was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, but the way he wrote his article was something about, you know, other people like writing about We didn't write about it at Billquire. I no. will throw it out there. I, yeah. I tweeted it out and I was like, oh, all right. Well, this guy, Jake, said he didn't. Do that. So I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna. All right, I'll let it die. I'll delete it." Like, man, good, good for you, man. I almost said, you know, I don't want to surpass you on Twitter followers. I'll delete it. <laughs> so good. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we we this this we we caused some news here at the uh, Bill Bar podcast. Pretty good. I guess, like, that's Pretty I guess good. That's what we're here for, right? So I love so. that story. I hope you, I hope you all enjoyed it as well. And uh, I know yeah, those of you that yeah. have hung on this long with us. Uh, we appreciate you. I know the game was a week ago, and they don't play till Monday. So we appreciate you hanging on for our little opening pod this week. And I know a lot of you hang on to the end because you got to see who who Nick's putting money on, and you got to see who Nick's putting a parlay on. So listen up for that, and then Nick and I will be back to talk Bills Titans. We'll be right back. All right, Monday night football. So Bills fans didn't have to wait long for the season opener on a Thursday night, but now they had to wait forever, Nick, for the for the following game. Monday night, Bills home opener. We've got the Tennessee Titans, last year's number one seed in the AFC, coming to Buffalo. This line might have changed, so forgive me. We're talking on Tuesday, but at the time of recording, there were 10-point underdogs. The Titans, 10-point underdogs. So, Nick, give me your leadoff thoughts on the matchup. I think the Bills are obviously special this year. I don't think the Titans are special, but it would be very much like the Titans to lose at home to the Giants in Week 1, to Dayball, right, in the Giants. Listen to everyone talk about how much they suck and how the Bills are going to crush them and cover this spread easily. And then come out and give the Bills a battle on Monday night because that's kind of what they always do, right? So I actually kind of think this will end up being a one-possession game. It always is. It's always a dogfight. I think I'm picking the Titans plus 10 if the line hangs on there. What are you thinking? All right. Let's end the podcast here. And thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone. But uh, <laughs> seriously, I mean, you, you got drop. me right there, Ryan. I, I, uh, yeah, mic drop. You, you nailed it right there. Uh, folks, I, I, I get that, you know, the Titans lost to the – New York football giants, the G-Men, what are they going to do this year? Day bowls of steel. Just throw all that out of the window sometimes. And I know folks are going to say, well, Derrick Henry only had that one good run against the Bills and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all it takes. Josh Allen only had that one bomb against Jalen Ramsey, and you guys are all tuning your, they're changing your tune against Jalen Ramsey because of that one throw, right? I mean, it, 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 even though, you know, Derrick Henry only had that one big run where, you know, I, I think it's like two years ago now where he threw Josh, God bless Josh Norman, but he'll be posterized forever. And <laughs> oh, God. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> um, uh, but, there, but it happens every every single time he plays the Bills. Like, yeah, you know, it, it, it just, um, uh, I, 
again, you said it right there, Ryan. You know, you're you're going to take. I'm not saying the Bills are going to lose. I don't think the Bills are going to lose. Same. You can get same. The Titans. If you think that you can get the Titans ten and a half points, I mean that is a good bet. Take the Titans plus ten and a half because no matter who they have, no matter who's hurt, whatever COVID that happened with the Bills and Titans playing on Tuesday, no matter what, they play the Bills so good all the time, and. Uh, Hopefully Neil's not listening to this, but <laughs> I'm going to give away our our we, we us at the Wire Network, the Touchdown uh, Wire Network or NFL Wire Network. Uh, we're 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 running a weekly segment. Why you should watch every game. My answer for why you should watch every game is because the Titans play the Bills so good. They're the Bills bugaboo. Yep. It's true. If you if you you can't even debate it. You can't even debate it, Ryan. They're the Bills bugaboo. And, uh, yeah, they just they play the Bills really well. And even though Iggy Brown's gone, you got Bobby Woods in, former Bills, great. Um, Derrick Henry's still there, and I know they had, like, a sluggish first game. But no matter what, I feel like, having said that, you know, I feel like they're going to play the Bills really good. Take the Titans 10, 10 and a half plus if you can get them, 10 plus. But, but, <laughs> having said that, it's the Bills home over on Monday Night Football. The Bills are not losing this game. No, I don't think. No, no, no. So last I don't year they're going to lose the game. Yeah, you remember that game last year? That dogfight. Um, the Bills end up losing right at the end when Allen lost his footing. Um, he fell short of the the fourth and one. I think it was like at the three yard line. The fourth and one keeper. Yeah. Um, I just think the Bills figure it out, but it's a one possession game, and they they do win this one. But I think they they end up figuring it out at the end. So and it's just a weird game. Like the Bills haven't played. They they play Thursday and then Monday night. It's a long. Long wait. It's the home opener. It's a weird spot. Uh, teams suck in week one all the time and come back and be good in week two. So give me the Titans plus 10. Right there with you, Ryan. Seriously. it's uh, and I, Again, and I know this is, we're looking for the insight analysis here from Bill's Wire, but this is it. The Titans just have their number. And it, <laughs> win or loss, whatever, I would, I would take that number. I would take whatever number they give you. Even even anything over a touchdown, I would even say. I mean that that's that's really good stuff. Ten and a half. That's really good. That's a really good number for the Titans against the Bills. Again, the Bills, great team, Super Bowl aspirations. I think they might get close to that. You know, um, it's week two, folks. I'm not going to throw that out there, but hey, you know, it's you know, you, you saw it last week with that uh, with the Patriots fans like Ryan over here and the <laughs> the, the Dolphins. You know, uh, oh, they. Bill Belichick has his team, and it's the Dolphins. And for the for Sean McDermott, it's Mike Brable and those those dang uh, Titans. They they play him well. What, what else can you say? It doesn't matter what they look like, but they play him well. COVID or not, whatever. Uh, I would take the Titans ten and a half if you get if you can get it. And uh, yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm, I'm not picking against the Bills. I'm not, I'm not I'm not crazy like that, Ryan. I love it, man. So good to be talking football with you again, my man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, Ryan. I, 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 I wish that we got on sooner before the first game, and I could have accurately predicted. I had it all week long, man. I said thirty-one to ten, the Bills are going to win. I said it all week long, but we didn't get to talk. But now we're back, and uh, I'm going to say the Bills are going to win twenty-seven to twenty-four. <laughs> if, they, if they don't, if they don't, I just edit this out. <laughs> I have that power. Uh, so for Nick Wood and I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you all. We'll be back to talk to you next week. Catch you then. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group.
and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.